Hey guys, it's a uh, 90 degrees in Pittsburgh. It, it means it's got to be about 140 in Nashville, I think. But it doesn't matter because fall starts this weekend and college football starts this weekend. And that means the season, the seventh season of the Carla and Crappy Show starts right now. Hi, Carla. <laughs> hey, seven, really? Seven, seven years we've been doing this. This is crazy. Um, and and we I don't think we ever have like actual fall weather for the first weekend, and that is certainly not the case. Is it actually 130, 40 in Nashville? That's it my guess. Sure as heck feels like it. Okay. Um, it, it. We're pushing. Last I was outside, it was about 95 degrees outside. But yesterday, while I was walking across campus for the first day of the fall semester, nothing like ushering in a fall semester with heat right. indexes somewhere <laughs> hovering around 105 degrees. Oh um, man, that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm actually the professor that can't that like let my class out early on the first day because my classroom was so hot I couldn't bear it anymore. Oh I, I was just like, I can't breathe. You can't breathe. Like, let's just stop here. We'll we'll pick this up on Thursday and hope that maybe somebody fixes the air conditioning because but it, it was just below 100. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty miserable. But um, but yeah, it's it's fall. None of it matters. None of it matters. I can get um, a pumpkin spice latte across the street. Like that just it's so weird. It's and, so weird. It is weird, and I will, I will be sweltering in Ohio Stadium on uh, at noon on Saturday. Oh. Um, uh, it's actually not supposed to be too bad. It's high in the mid eighties, so you know, That's it, not bad. It's, it's it's doable. Um, I don't care. I don't care. We, we get real college football and real college football to talk about, and we're we're past this awful, awful off season. Um, and and maybe so. So to, to start with, since this is now a thing, um, we we should start with our. Picks for the final four. Let me let's kind of go go uh, go long distance here and um, see what we think how how this season is going to end even before it begins. Um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna let you go first with this. Um, so what do you think? Uh oh, you're gonna make me go first. Okay. Yep. So we have this conversation every year now for what the last three or four years that uh -huh. we've done this picking the final four on uh -huh. on the first week of the show. Um. And I think if you went back and watched the last three years worth of first episodes of our seasons, you would hear me say the exact same thing. I'm going to keep putting Alabama in my final four until they give me a reason not to. Um, so my final four, and actually that's that's true for a lot of things this year. Um, I, I, I put Alabama in my final four because I don't have a reason to not put them in my final four yet. Um, I put Georgia in my final four. Um because after the near miss last year yep. in, in the national title game, um, a lot of returners, um, you know, Jake Fromm's coming back, uh, DeAndre Swift, who picked up a lot of steam. He's the speedy little guy that, that kind of had a breakout in the national title game of all things. Yeah. Um, he's back. Now they lost their other two backs, but they have a killer offensive line. Um, and I think that spells good things for Georgia. I think we're going to end up with two SEC teams again, and I'll explain why here in a second. Um, <sighs> My third team in is is Clemson because Kelly Bryant and that defense. Um, I, I you know I think it, it comes out of the ACC. So yeah, we're looking a heck of a lot like we did last year. Mm -hmm. um, Bama, Clemson, and Georgia, and that left and I feel pretty confident in those picks. Obviously, there's some, you know, Clemson actually has some some competition in the ACC this year, um, which could make things interesting. But I still think right now Clemson is the cream of the crop in the ACC. So I'll go with them, which leaves me one pick, um, and I've got. I've, I've accounted for two SEC teams, mm -hmm. even though I don't think they're the best conference in the nation. I think um, it just falls that way, that it's going to make sense to have both of those teams in. The Big 12 is kind of eh this year. Right. Um, and so, you know, I immediately go and I look, at the, I look at, the, at the Big 10 because, you know, that's where my loyalties lie. And here's the thing. 
several years ago, I, I said something about the, the Pac-12, that the Pac-12 had a bunch of really good teams in it, and that they were all so comparable to one another mm -hmm. that they were going to beat each other up and in turn play themselves out of the playoff because they wouldn't have one team that rose above the echelon that had the strength of schedule and the record to be able to say, yes, you're the champion of the Big Ten, you're going to the, to the um, college football playoff. I think we're setting up for that exact same scenario this year in the Big Ten. If you look at the rankings, the preseason rankings, you have Ohio State at four, who's been through a lot. Um, you have a Michigan team that we'll talk about here in a bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, nothing at all going on in, in Columbus these days. Um, Michigan, which we'll talk about here in a second, at number five, you have Wisconsin at number nine. And, and don't get me wrong, I love Jonathan Taylor. I mean, that's like the best Wisconsin running back. Like, that's perfect for that system. Will they be dominant enough to be able to win, have a, a solid enough record with a weaker strength of schedule because they play in the West? If they win the, the Big Ten title, is that a solid enough resume? I don't know. Um, Penn State has a lot of good stuff going for them with McSorley back, but they're losing Saquon Barkley, and that's huge. Um, because if if you've watched that offense, yes, you know McSorley has some nice targets, but who was his go-to guy right. to be able right. to get him out of situations? It was always Saquon. Um, and or, so, or, as, that, or that obnoxious tight end, that, right? But everything, yeah. Um, so Gazicki, yeah. Um, yes, thank you. Yeah. So, and, and they're both gone. Um, yes. And so I have questions about my Nittany Lions this year. Are they going to have a good season? Yes, they're going to have a good season. Are they going to make a, you know, be a contender for the Big Ten title? I don't think so. I think they're going to be a really solid nine and three, mm -hmm. um, get a really nice bowl game. And I think that that's a win for Penn State this year. And then you have Michigan State, who last year we had no idea who or what they were. Right. Um, but you never count out um, a Mark D'Antonio coach team. Right. Right. So we have four, five, nine, 11, and 12. Are any of those teams going to rise to the crop this year? I don't know. And I don't think so. I think they're going to beat each other up and essentially play themselves out of the playoff, which opens a door for Washington. Washington. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because, because I think the, I think the PAC 12 is strong enough um, that we are able to um, argue strength of schedule. I think Washington is the team to beat in the Pac-12 this year. Um, they've got the seniors behind them. And you, you know, And if you look at it, there are a few Pac-12 teams that are ranked, but they're not highly ranked. But I think that's going to be enough. If Washington can run the table, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, um, if Washington can run the table and win the Pac-12 title, I think they're in. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a, a Washington team with that kind of resume is going to win out over a Big, over a big Ten team that could potentially have two losses walking into the um, Big Ten title game. So that's my four. Bama, Clemson, Georgia, Washington. Okay. Okay. Um, if if we had uh, – I, I have Clemson. That, that was – they're my first one in. Uh, that's easy. Uh, Alabama, uh, also uh, second one in, I think also easy uh, for, the, for the reasons you mentioned. Um, you know, if we had done the show like in June when, when all the, the college football magazines come out and you see them on the stands – uh, I this would look really, really different, and and uh, my Buckeyes were pretty much consensus. I don't know that any of the yeah. any of the stuff that I saw, you know, back then, stuff that I've been reading over the summer, says it did not have Ohio State um, in the in the playoff. Um, obviously, uh, some stuff has happened since then. Uh, Urban's not going to be on the coaching um, during games for the first three games of the season. I don't think that that works out to be a big deal. I. I 
I'm, I don't know what happens just kind of overall with the team though. There are, there are a lot of, there's a lot of discussion about Ruben not being happy with the suspension. Um, does that, does that carry over? Does that have an impact on the team as the, as we go through the season? No idea. No idea. And so, uh, and then, and then you, the, the point you make about, uh, you know, the discussions we've had about the PAC 12 in recent seasons, uh, that's, that's a valid thing, especially if we're talking about, uh, the, the big 10 East, um, which is just ridiculously tough. Um, so I, I'm, as I, as I look, uh, I, you know, I have questions about, uh, whether, you know, there's no question that Ohio state has a talent to, 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 to make the final four, but, um, I, I have questions about how the season's going to go. Uh, so, uh, we're going to see about that. Um, you know, you, you wonder about Michigan, uh, well, and we'll talk about them at Michigan state can Penn state can um, the one team that has an easier road because it's not in uh, the, the big 10 East is Wisconsin. Um, and they've just, they've had the unfortunate thing of stumbling in the big 10 title game uh, pretty much every single year that they get there. Mm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I, I think this is the, 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 the big 10 East is going to be tough enough. Um, and I think Wisconsin is good enough. Uh, I, clearly, the, the, the best offensive line in the country. Um, they will do what they do. Uh, Alex Honeybrook's been there for uh, 14 or 15 years, so you know that's uh, that kind of experience is is a good thing. Even though he's not he's not a flashy quarterback, I, I but I wouldn't call him a game manager. Uh, I yeah. think he's better than that. And and um, you know, w- w- with the experience, uh, that's that's going to be a really good team. And and so uh, Wisconsin is uh, is in. And then um, I couldn't I couldn't look past Washington. Also, I, I think that's uh, a, again a really really good uh, defensive uh, secondary, especially uh, that's a big deal uh, in the in the Pac-12. Um, and then the the experience they have, uh, Browning and Gaskin. I, I, that's I, I think they're going to be uh, uh, they're going to be good enough to get through the season and uh, make it to the playoffs. So Clemson, Alabama, Washington, and Wisconsin. I hope you're right about Wisconsin. I would love I, to see that. I just the, the Big Ten West is always one of those things. I'm like, is yeah. that strength of schedule enough to get them in? If you have a one loss Georgia team, you know, like that's we don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I did not look up their crossover games in conference, so I don't. I don't know about that. Um, uh, I, I expect uh, Nebraska to not be a pushover as as maybe they have been in the recent seasons uh, with Scott Frost being there. I, I think that that program gets kind of turned around uh, quickly. Um, yeah. You know, not uh, they're not title contenders. You still got to make up with uh, with talent and everything. But um, that's that that's going to uh, help um, Wisconsin in the in the uh, maybe as soon as this year and, and certainly in the long run. Um, so that's we will see what happens. Many 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 shows down the road when we get to the final four at the end of the season. <laughs> but we have actual games this weekend. Have, um, we, we, actually, there were games last weekend. Uh, there's a there's a really good. I think it's a Purdue and Northwestern on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Really stoked about watching that one while I'm at work. And then we have really good games this weekend, and we're going to talk about uh, three of them, or, or sort of three and a half of them, maybe. There you um, go. Okay. Uh, we're going to start on Saturday at three thirty uh, when my game will be uh, wrapping up, uh, and we will get home in time to watch a little bit of number six Washington at ish number nine Auburn. This game is in Atlanta, and Auburn is favored by two and a half points. What do you think? 
That's interesting. You know, that's that's an interesting thing. Of course, you got the cross country flight. You have a Washington team that we've just put a whole heck of a lot of expectations on. Yeah, right. You know, um, walking into essentially a home game for Auburn for mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, um, and it's an Auburn team that is incredibly comfortable playing in that environment because yep. look at what they did last year. Um, yes. So, so this is I love this game because it's two really different styles yep. um, going against each other. And we like to think about the offenses on both of these teams. You know, obviously you've got Browning and Gaskin for for Washington. Um, you've got you've got from or um, I'm sorry, Stidham returning um, from from Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're both kind of dealing. Auburn's dealing with something coming off of the offseason, and that is you have to wonder. So there was one team, and I thought about doing this, but I couldn't come up with a team that was worthy enough of, of putting them into the discussion for the college football playoff, and that was. Um, whether a group team would make the playoff this year after what happened with UCF last year, mm. um, you know, UCF running the table, yeah. who did they run the table against in their final game? Auburn. There is that. And so you have to wonder if Auburn is playing with a bit of a chip on its shoulder. Not that that was a bad loss because UCF proved itself. It was a good, good, good football team. Um, and deserve to be a part of the of the conversation, um, but you have to wonder if that stung a bit, and it stung throughout the entire off season. And you know, Auburn's going back and playing in a really comfortable environment against a team that, you know, they're favored, but they're really only favored because they're probably playing closer to home. Um, they're getting a little bit of the home bias there. Um, loads of returners on both sides of the ball for the di- for the Tigers, um, and and they have this incredible defense, which is going to be really interesting to watch and see how that matches up against the Washington offense. But you could say the exact same thing about the Washington defense pairing up against the Auburn offense, um, because Washington's defense is also in- incredible. Um, I think this game means more to Washington than it does to Auburn for strength of schedule purposes. If you look at the rest of um, Washington's non-conference opponents, they're not playing a lot other than BYU. Um, not that and BYU can be a pretty good team as well, um, but Washington really needs this win um, to really kind of bolster its schedule. However, it wouldn't stun me to see Auburn win this game. And I still think it's possible for Washington to get in if they run the table the rest of the season and their only loss is to a good Auburn team. And I think this is going to prove to be a good Auburn team. So that being said, I'm leaning. I can't pick this one. I'm leaning Auburn. And I'm leaning and I'm leaning Auburn simply because of the home factor. They're going to come in playing with a chip on its shoulder. But man, this is going to be a fun football game to watch, and I'm I'm really excited that we get a game like this with two teams that don't you don't really think about together, mm-hmm. um, in in week one in in a really cool environment. But yeah, I, Auburn's playing too close to home. I think I think they have a little bit of the edge. Okay, okay. I'm it, 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 this is tough. Um, and I, you know, as I was sitting down trying to figure out my final four, um, obviously you guys know what I what but the the final results were, but but. You know, either of these teams. Um, yeah. You, you could you could make a case uh, for for Auburn being in that mix at the end of the season too. A lot of a lot of stuff would have to happen um, to to, um, to to get them there. Maybe um, they might need a little help, but that's they're good enough uh, mm-hmm. to be there. Um, I I'm, I look at this and I, I the thing that I'm I'm most interested this and this was a big thing for me when I picked Washington for the Final Four. They can physically hang. Uh, with almost anyone in the country, and you don't actually, you, I don't see that out of Pac-12 teams very often. Stanford yeah. is a, frequently an exception. Um, 
but this and this Washington team is too. I mean, I, th I think about uh, yeah, think about recent matchups between Ohio State and Oregon, um, and and right. you know, it, Oregon your Oregon starts fast, and then by the third quarter, you just kind of see how this team is getting beaten and worn down. Um, maybe you saw a little bit of that uh, with uh, with Southern Cal in the in the bowl game against Ohio State last year as well, but. Um, Washington can play that game and and won't uh, won't back down from a physical challenge. I'm gonna pick uh, Washington in this one, and, and and in part because I, I I think you're correct in that it it mean it is a big big deal to them. Um, uh, they they may have some more uh, weight of expectations than than Auburn does, um, and, and I think this is a this is something where they they kind of uh, can can grab a hold of their season on the first weekend. And uh, say we're you know this is this is going to be a year for us so you'll, you'll pay attention, um, and it's not it's not just going to be AJ watching these games um, for the rest of the right. year in the middle in the middle of the night. So I'm going to pick Washington cool. uh, in this first one. The uh, the one game I knew we had to talk about this weekend uh, is at 7:30 on Saturday night. Number 14 Michigan at number 12 Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame is favored by one. Um, I thought about calling this the overrated bowl. I think maybe a better name would be the prove it bowl um mm. but carly go ahead and tell me what you think or somebody find an offense bowl but it let's there is that <laughs> yeah um this, let's just not mince words here notre dame is a team that needs needs some identity they had a good season last year but okay. they um and and but offensively they were just kind of all over the place um and you know they they played well in the early part of the season kind of trailed off in the second half of the season um, it just didn't never really click for them on offense mm -hmm. for the entirety of the year. But on the flip side, their defense is is great. Mm -hmm. Um, they've got a really great defensive line. Wait, um, which team are you talking about? Exactly. Hey. Yeah. Um, same team. Um, <laughs> so so Notre Dame has a really good defense. Second, uh, defensive line is great. Secondary a little questionable, but um. It, they didn't have any problems. They just didn't force any turnovers. They just weren't the turnover. Um preseason magazines that, that I was going through, you know, made the, the point that there wasn't a um, player in the secondary for Notre Dame that had an interception all last year. And if you're yeah. looking at that, yeah, if you're looking at that from, from a turnover perspective, then, then yeah, that's problematic, but you don't yeah. necessarily have to pick off the ball to make a good play. Like that's, so take that for what it's worth. They didn't turn force turnovers, but you know, they, I, I think they'll be okay. So okay. they're going to be, they're going to be good defensively. But that secondary is what Miami exploited last year right. in, in the game that my, you know, Miami just destroyed them. Um, so the secondary does need some work, um, but they, they need to find an identity on the offense. We could say the exact same thing about Michigan. And here's what I love about Michigan. Can, can, because, because of our fan loyalties for, if this is your first time listening to the show, I, I was born and raised blue and white. Crappy is obviously a Ohio State fan. And so we both love to pick on Michigan. Let me pick on Michigan. Please. Go right Michigan, ahead. We said last year how many times Michigan needed an offense, Michigan needed an offense, until Michigan found an offense or showed us that they could play anything on offense, we were going to pick against them. Mm -hmm. So they decided to try to fix that. They fired their offensive coordinator. Um, they hired Jim McElwain, who's exactly who I want to, to run my offense if I have a struggling offense. The Jim McElwain from the University of Florida. And how many times did we say last year that Florida didn't have an offense? Yeah. Because that seems like the perfect hire. And so they hired Jim McElwain and say, okay, he's going to come on and fix the offense. But then they don't officially name an offensive coordinator. The University of Michigan football staff does not have an offensive coordinator on its roster. It's Jimmy. 
eh. Yeah, that's that, I mean that's exactly how you fix an offense is you yeah. don't you don't you hire somebody who's not very good at offense. He's a defensive mind, hmm. and you put him in charge of the offense, but then don't give him the title. And so so Harbaugh can make the play. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm fairly certain the players don't have any idea what's going on either. And it's I, I don't see that offense fixing itself until somebody says, okay, this person's in charge. Here's your quarterback, and this is the offensive scheme we're going to run. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of that out of Michigan this year. Um, but same thing, defense could be great. Um, they got eight starters returning on defense. That defense was great all year. Their defense held them in games how long yeah. last year? I mean, that's really how they won games was that they hung around long enough and their defense made a play and that won them the game. Defense and special teams was how Michigan won last year. Probably the same thing this year. This game's in South Bend. Um, two really great defenses. I'm going to pick Notre Dame in this game simply because they're playing at home. It might be the first team to nine points wins. <laughs> I, it, it, you know, it really yeah, might. We, it really because is. these, it's two defenses going to beat up on each other. And yeah, nine six, Notre Dame wins. Okay, and we, we get a score out of this one. That's outstanding. I, I Brian, you're, you you hit on the thing about Brian Kelly that it's just his offenses are always like this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's um, if he struggles to recruit quarterbacks that that uh, he needs that can actually run things. Uh, um, uh, uh, Brandon Wimbush. I mean, he was he racked up a, a huge yardage, um, but with a completion percentage below 500 last season, yeah. it's just it's just kind of a mess to watch. Um, and and Notre Dame's defense, uh, you know, as the case with the the, the folks in Ann Arbor, uh, kept them in games, made made that team com- probably more competitive than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan's defense, uh, you know, it it's might even be scarier looking than it did uh, a year ago. Uh, Devin Bush and Rashawn Gary are, are are legit, terrifying front seven guys. Um, but that's not that has not been Michigan's problem, uh, which is right. it's not thing to say about uh, about Jimmy Harbaugh and the in the, the 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 offense whisperer um, reputation that he has. Um, Shea Patterson, uh, you know everybody in the state up north thinks that he's the he's going to be the savior. Uh, he transferred to to Michigan from Ole Miss, um, I, and and there's no question that he's an upgrade from. Pretty much anything that anyone that that Harbaugh's had a quarterback since he's been in Michigan, um, but I don't think he's that good. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but <laughs> I, he's, I, I mean, he's 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 better. You'll be the best quarterback that Harbaugh's had in Michigan. He was three and four as a starter last year at Ole Miss, um, and you know, playing in the SEC. Sure, that's that is a a tough task. I'm not sure that that's any tougher than playing in the Big Ten East. Yes, yeah. um, in in the in the seven games that he played, he threw nine picks. Um, I I don't I don't think he's that good. But what I think is going to happen, um, as far as the, this game goes, um, I, I think Michigan's defense is going to be just a bit better. Um, and and I, you know Patterson's Patterson's experience, I, I think. You know, maybe maybe Michigan gets to gets to nine points and and they hold ND to two field goals. But I, I think Michigan's gonna squeak out this one. Um, and uh, and and Jimmy Jimmy better hope so. <laughs> Jimmy better hope that uh, that Jay Patterson turns out the way everyone thinks he's he's gonna. Because uh, if he doesn't, uh, Jimmy may be in, in trouble by the end of the season. Um, Sunday we have Sunday night football. Um, that's why this weekend is awesome because there's there's also a great game Monday. It's just the whole weekend. Um, blow everything off. Watch college football. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. 
7.30, uh, number eight, Miami at-ish again. Uh, number 25, LSU. This game is in Jerry World. And Miami is favored by three. What do you think? Miami, talk about a team that's coming in with a load of expectations this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, sitting there with a you know nice top 10 preseason ranking. Um, when was the last time that happened? I, oh, wanted wow. to go, I wanted to go look that up to see how long it's been since Miami was preseason ranked in the top 10. Um, but there's a lot of interesting questions around around Miami right now, um, particularly around who's going to who's going to be under center. Um, you know, Malik Rozier had the job, was doing a fine job, and then they lost. Miami lost their last three games of the year, including their bowl game, and so everybody kind of scratched their heads, and you know, the fan base is kind of soured on the kid. Um, and so now there's, you know, he'll he'll probably get the start um, this weekend, but you know, it's. This is a Miami fan base that wants to win. It's been a while since they've been in the national conversation. They're right on the cusp of this. And you got to think that the pressure is incredibly high in this game. Um, Miami defense took over, you know, lots of um, fun memes last year with the turnover chain. Um, yes, and, and 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 they, they do a great job of it. it turning the ball over and they forced turnovers. That mm -hmm. was what, that was the hallmark of, of mm -hmm. that was what they were known for all year last year. I think they're going to be able to do the same thing this year. It's an interesting, this is a head scratcher matchup, right? You go just like, you know, the Washington Auburn, you're like, huh, how does that work? And I say that even more for this matchup, Miami and LSU. Huh? How does that work? Um, <laughs> because they're two completely different styles of play. Um, and so it's how, how is that? You know, I was looking at, um, how this would potentially match up, but it, then it occurred to me that it shouldn't have taken me this long to figure this out. Um, Mark Richt happens to know a whole heck of a lot about coaching in the SEC. Um, you might remember a thing or two. Yeah. yeah. So, so the whole ACC, more kind of the speed pro style offense against an LSU team that tends to be known a little bit more for its defense. Um, and a little bit more of a ground, they're a little more ground and pound than a typical ACC team would be. Um, yeah, that so that that plays well in Mark Rick's favor that he's going to understand the way that that works. Um, LSU is a team that, that talk, this this episode is like the identity crisis episode. Like LSU <laughs> is a team that needs an identity. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? What am I going to be? Um, <laughs> So they hired Edo last year, and that was like the sentimental hire, and everybody was like, yeah, okay, and we're all scratching our heads just a little bit, and then you start reading about what's going on in the offseason at LSU, and Orgeron wants to install a pro-style offense. Does he realize he's at LSU? Like, a pro-style offense... <gasps> Might not be the best move in the SEC West. I'm just maybe saying. Not. Maybe not. Um, when you're, I don't know. That just like, a couple of years into a transition, maybe. Right. Like I'm scratching my head. Like, why would you install a pro style offense in the SEC West? Mm -hmm. Um, and so if that's really where LSU is going, if if this game was in was in Death Valley, then okay, yeah, let's have a conversation about Miami coming in playing in Death Valley, and I think that would be a heck of an atmosphere. And one heck of a, a way to start this game being or season being a neutral site in Jerry World, even though it's closer to LSU and there will be more right. LSU fans there. I think that wipes the the atmosphere out of the equation for mm -hmm. LSU. Mm -hmm. I think Miami has a more clear trajectory of what it's trying to do. It has some things that needs to clean up. It needs to kind of solidify its offense a little bit. But I think there's a much clearer path forward for Miami right now than there is for LSU. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm going to take, L I'm going to take, sorry, no, I'm not going to take LSU. I'm going to take Miami in this game. Miami, um, 
and I think I think they could win this game pretty handily um, if they if their offense fires the way that that we knew that it could earlier in the season last okay. year. Okay. Uh, by the way, our friends at the Associated Press say this is the first time that um, uh, Miami's been ranked in the preseason top ten since. Do, do you have a guess? I want to say like the early two thousands. It's got to be like two thousand two, two thousand three, something like that. I'm going to give you that. Two thousand four. Nice. Two thousand four was the last time. Um, I'm going to preview this game by talking about Ohio State quarterbacks because that's just that's just sort of who I am. Um, I've been I really I've been seriously waiting for years uh, for the chance to see uh, Joe Burrow get meaningful time um, under center, and I didn't think it would be in an LSU Miami game, but but here we are. Um, Burrow is a, 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 a product of Athens High School uh, in southeastern Ohio. Uh, I believe he was a Mr. Football. He was um, pretty highly recruited. Uh, more of a pro style guy than uh, than would typically um, someone that like the urban would look at, but um, but 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 solid all the way around. And then you know he's there at the same time that JT Barrett is there and and Braxton Miller's there and and um, and then looking at this season, he was even he had he had a great spring camp. He was in Columbus for spring practice um, and was perhaps the best the best quarterback um, in, in the spring game. Um, but I think. Perception, certainly on his part, and, and it's probably accurate, that he had too much ground to make up uh, to catch Dwayne Haskins, who who saw a fair amount of playing time, uh, including in the game against Michigan uh, last year. So he started chopping himself around, landed in Baton Rouge. Um, the, the the cool thing for my my friends who are LSU fans is you're going to you're going to enjoy seeing a quarterback who can you know throw the football to receivers and stuff. Um, I'm not sure that that's going to happen. That's going to that um, that uh, that's that's going to happen to the degree that uh, they they need it to have to, to beat Miami. I think uh, Miami's going to uh, win this game, but it, it's I think it's going to be interesting. And and the notion that um, uh, that Eddie O was would install a pro style offense, well, it's it's sort of a head scratcher. Burrow's suited to that. I mean, they, they right. have him. They only have him for a season. Um, and I, I hope he's not doing this just in in as a as a one and done kind of thing. Um, I, I hope uh, LSU has quarterbacks in the pipeline that that could carry this forward if that's if that's the route they take. But um, this weekend, not enough, I don't think. But it it, it should be an interesting thing. Uh, I will I will watch a few LSU games just to kind of see how Joe's doing. Um, finally, uh, we have one more uh, game to discuss briefly. Um, it is the uh, it is the, the the greater Nashville knockdown. It's the mid Tennessee melee. <laughs> it's the punch out for the J. Percy Priest Reservoir, which kind of sits between Nashville and Murfreesboro, which is the home of Middle Tennessee State. Carla's employer, yes. uh, which visits Vanderbilt in Nashville on Saturday night, and Vandy is favored by three points. And Carla, is this the year for the Blue Raiders? This here's the thing: if this isn't the year, it's not going to happen for a while. Um, it's it's stock stills brent stock stills senior season um okay. it's the first game of the year so he's healthy um okay. which is which has been a problem with him he's he's been very injury prone he missed a good chunk of the season last year um but he's he's an outstanding quarterback if he can stay healthy um you know mtsu could actually play well in in the conference in conference usa but um and and it's vandy it, it, and we never know for sure i i know that you don't have I, any idea? No, we don't, and and that's just kind of the the way that Vandy is, and everybody seems to be everybody's okay with that. That's just that's just life in Nashville and football. It's just you know, um, 
if if MTSU is going to beat Vanderbilt, this is the year they have to do it. So okay. I am officially donning my blue and saying, go Blue Raiders. Do it this year. Beat Vanderbilt. I'm picking the Raiders. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know why. But I, do, now, do you get to go to the game? Because you, know, you, have, you, you have no uh, commitments this season, correct? That's, that, that interrupt. Yeah, that's true. Because this game is on Saturday for once. Yes. Um, it, this game is not interrupting my choir practice. Um, we normally have a problem at my, the church that I go and I sing at is across the street from Vanderbilt's football stadium. And so okay. like they sell our parking lot to, to for people that are going to games. And Carla um, has to take a helicopter. <laughs> pretty much. Although we had to practice. do that last week because we had a Beyonce concert oh, at, okay. at Vanderbilt Stadium. And so it was almost as bad. It actually it was worse because there are more people that went to the Beyonce concert than went to the Vanderbilt home what opener. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it was, it was bad last week. Um, but yeah, no, this game's on Saturday, so that's that's fun. Um, I don't know. I haven't decided if I'm going yet or not. If it's 96 degrees like it is today, um, probably not. I'll watch it from the comfort of my home where I have air conditioning. Yes. Um, but you better believe I'll be wearing my blue. Great, great. Um, guys, that is a week one of the Carla and Crappy show. Um, I, I I would say cheers, except we we both had to tape this in the daylight hours, yes. so we're our our beverages aren't quite as adultish. No. I've got I've got passion fruit Lacroix. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, That's pretty crazy. I'll be crazy on the afternoon. I just have some water, and I have to work tonight, so I'm going to go take a nap. Um, but we will back and resume our normal, normally scheduled drinking for week two. Um, <laughs> and I'll get out of this closet. And Carly will not be in her closet. Um, and uh, we'll have more college football to talk about. Uh, thank you guys for watching again, and um, we will see you then.